This is EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Hello, friends, and welcome to EIG Community Connection. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm the Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. You know, I just love being a part of this show because it's different, it's unique. Our goal is to highlight people and organizations that are making a difference in the community. And we hope to inspire our listeners to consider how they want to reach out and give back to the community. So speaking of outreach, I just want to take a moment to give a shout out to J.J. Watt. He's the local guy who was just named the NFL Man of the Year because of his outreach efforts. He played football at Pewaukee High School, and then he went on to play at Madison, and now he plays for the Houston Texans. He raised over $37 million for the Hurricane Harvey victims in the city of Houston. That just goes to show you how one person can get something started and then with the help of lots of other people, make a major impact. So way to go, JJ. Congratulations. You know, I said before how important we think education is. So we want to be sure that we're offering plenty of it and in a variety of ways. But do you ever feel sometimes like you're drowning in a sea of confusion and information overload? Or maybe you're parched and you're thirsty because of lack of knowledge. My goodness, the Internet makes it possible to get information on just about anything. But can you really trust everything that's out there? Wouldn't it be nice to know someone who's gone through the rough water you're going through and then have them tell you, do this, this works, or don't do that? Today we're going to help you navigate these waters and share information regarding some specific healthcare resources. And we're also going to provide some refreshment for your thirsty soul. My first guest is Billy Bondi. She is a mental health therapist and a recent transplant from Ohio. Uh, I would describe her as a bubbly glass of champagne. I said we were going to provide some refreshments, right? So if champagne is your thing, I got just the answer. Welcome to the show, Billy. Thank you, Jill. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. Very excited. You know, joyfulness is contagious, don't you think? Yes. If someone is positive in their thinking and they have a healthy sense of gratitude, it just makes for a nice recipe for success, both personally and professionally. And when I first met Billy, I think we clicked right away. I seemed to be drawn to energetic, positive, outgoing personalities. But I have to say that I was kind of taken aback when I found out she was a mental health therapist because, well, I guess I didn't equate a bubbly, energetic personality with that of a therapist. Does the uh, the picture of Bob Newhart come to mind? <laughs> Forgive me if I'm stereotyping, Billy. Billy's proven me wrong, though. She's going to help us understand some of the differences in intervention specialists. And then because Billy's passionate about collaboration and sharing, she's going to provide some resources that may meet your needs. So... Billy, as a mental health therapist, you specialize in neurodevelopmental disorders. So can you elaborate on what that is specifically? I sure can, Jill. So neurodevelopmental disorders are a group of conditions with the onset during developmental period. Uh, So examples include, but not limited to, are intellectual disabilities, communication disorders, the autism spectrum, ADHD, specific learning disorders like math and reading, motor disorders, tic and stuttering disorders. I specialize working with ADHD, autism, tic, and stuttering disorders, but I also work with children who may be having difficulty coping with those intellectual disabilities that they may be having or learning disorders and communication disorders to improve their coping skills and prevent co-occurring disorders such as depression and anxiety that are common with these individuals. Hmm. So I know you said that it helps to have intervention specialists, right? 
Um, so who are they? And what are some of the differences between them? Because that could be kind of a confusing topic. That's such a great question, Jill. Uh, there's so many different intervention specialists out there. One is psychiatrists. They are ones that often prescribe medication for individuals with a mental health diagnosis. Then there are psychologists, and they work with uh, treatment in mental health um, disorders. And then they also provide a lot of psychological testing to help really solidify what that diagnosis might be or what symptoms people are being impaired by. Mental health therapists and counselors like me, we provide more of the treatment end of things where we provide um, coping skills, distraction techniques, relaxation. We work with parents and consultation to help them work with their child uh, to do better um, parenting. And occupational therapists, that's a form of therapy um, for those recuperating from physical or mental illness that encourages rehabilitation throughout the performance of activities required for daily life. And you work with all of these individuals in some capacity, right? Correct. Okay. Physical therapists, they provide assistance with treatment in the mental health field by improving muscular strength and improving fine and gross motor skills. So, for example, I will uh, help someone with motor and gross uh, motor skills because it becomes very frustrating when they can't do writing at school. And so what I do is help with those coping techniques to get them back on track and not stay so frustrated. Okay. And you work with, um, with adults as well as kids, right? I sure do. Okay. So I work with a lot of the parents that may struggle with their child that has a diagnosis, but I also work with adults that have depression and anxiety or maybe a mood disorder. Uh, many people go through different adjustments in life. And sometimes they just need a third party like me to be able to help them cope through those difficult times. Okay. Well, what about from a nutrition standpoint? So nutrition counseling is one that can be very helpful for individuals that have symptomology that could be taken care of through change in diet. And then also there are um, speech and occupational therapists that specialize in feeding therapy mm. for those kids that struggle with sensory issues, texture, taste. Um, may may help them with swallowing phobias or mealtime tantrums. Okay. So food and water is a biggie, right? Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. So so we have a question for you before we go to break. Um, our brain is made up of about 73% water. So the question is, what percent of dehydration needs to occur for it to affect your attention, your memory, and other cognitive skills? We're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly to answer that question. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach for Ellen Becker Investment Group. And I'm sitting here sharing a glass of champagne with bubbly Billy Bundy. Hello. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, Billy is expecting her second child, so congratulations. Thank you. So she can't have champagne. So she's just drinking water and Bummer. lots, lots of it. Yeah, we all know how important water is, right? Like our question before the break. Uh, before the break, we asked what percent of dehydration needs to occur for it to affect your attention, your memory, and other cognitive skills? The answer, Billy, you want to answer that one for us? Only 2%. Wow. 
Uh, that's kind of scary, actually. It's very scary. <laughs> and I'm, honestly, I make sure that I drink my water when I'm starting to feel disorganized or not able to focus because that is true. And there's so many other ramifications with the special needs population, I would imagine. There so, really is. Yeah. Um, so besides nutrition, which we talked briefly about before the break, what are some of the other community resources that you offer and that you'd like to make sure people know that you are able to help them with? Sure. So a lot of the intervention specialists that I discussed earlier I have a number of resources in the area to make sure that each person is pointed in the right direction. And I believe it's very important that parents and individuals with disabilities have these resources at their fingertips and make sure that they have a collaborative team. I've worked in clinics and in places where you kind of stay in your four-wall office and not get out in the community. And it's part of my vision to make sure that everybody has the resources necessary to make sure uh, they have the best outcome in treatment. Because it's not just by one intervention specialist, it's by multiple. Yeah, and actually, we were mentioning before that you are transplanted from Ohio. So you haven't been here all that long. No. But you are out there working the streets in, uh, well, in a good way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you are out there hitting the pavement, maybe I should say that, um, talking to people and trying to uncover those resources that are out there. Because there's there's lots of them. It's just knowing where they are, right? I sure am. The place that I lived in in Ohio was very rural. And we did not have the resources like Milwaukee and Waukesha County, counties do. And part of my passion, again, has been really hitting that pavement, Jill, and making <laughs> sure that I know all the resources that are out there. Now, I've only been here for about three years, so I know I don't have all of them, but I will keep searching for every one of them to keep uh, building a, a resource phone book, if you will. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Billy, for sharing the resources. Just know that you can call Billy for more detailed information. So can you share quickly what your contact information is with listeners? Sure. Billy Bondi, mental health therapist, 262-402-2430. Make sure you give me a call if you have any questions about anything and the resources in the community. I would be happy to give those to you. And that is my passion and vision of what I do in the state of Wisconsin currently. Awesome. Thanks so much, Billy. You're welcome, thanks, Joe. Thanks for speaking of the community resources. Now, I mentioned many times about our education center and how we offer many different types of events, as well as offering the room to our community. We have special interest groups that we host. We have a Widows Connected group, an armchair travelers group. I lead a Bible study group that is starting our 11th study at the end of February. So if you'd like to join us, call me for that. But you'd have to do it soon, like by the end of the next week, because i got to order the workbooks. And we just started a new group called Better Than Ordinary, which is a resource for families with special needs children. Ann Mank, who is the newest wealth advisor to join our firm, has some personal experience with a special needs child, and she wanted to start a resource group out here in Waukesha County. Welcome to the show, Ann. Well, thank you for having me, Jill. I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely. We want to continue our conversation about the special needs community. And we understand that there isn't one specific strategy to apply across the board to deal with challenges like education, emotional support, social connections, even the impact on marriage and siblings and fears for the future. It's important to understand the necessity of collaboration, right? And, and sharing resources. So can you share a little bit about your personal story and why you are so passionate about this topic? Absolutely. Um, really, it started with my first child, Abby. We found out very early in on my pregnancy that she had a significant physical disability. Uh, she had a 50-50% chance of survival. 
Mm. We were in the NICU for probably about four months. But from that point on, it was a struggle. Um, Happy to say right now she's thriving and is doing really, really well. Awesome. But during the entire process, she just had one diagnosis after another after another. And part of my struggle was trying to find the right resources for her. I had no background in this. My background is in numbers, dollars, Mm -hmm. corporations. It was not in the medical field whatsoever. I actually tried to stay away from the medical field quite a bit. Um, But she really pulled me forward into the medical resources, and I became an advocate for her. Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot of the groundwork, and always in the back of my head it was – there's got to be a better, easier way to do this. And she had everything from physical disabilities to um, emotional um, troubles to just being able to process from a mental capacity because of everything she's, she's gone through. She's had tons of surgeries. Mm, um, so she's really been through a lot. And so now I'm to a point where I've been able to get her to thrive and she's doing well in school and we're getting, she really is in the best place she possibly could be. And now I have all this knowledge and all this wisdom. And I know there's other people like that. Yeah, that you want to share. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can't even imagine how challenging it would be as a parent um, because we're their advocates, of course, and we yep. want to be able to to provide whatever it is we can for them. Um, I understand that Abby is a Make-A-Wish recipient, right? She is. That was a lot of fun. She wanted to be in a video game, so she wanted to develop a video game. So with the support of McGraw-Hill and a couple of other agencies, she was able to be part of um, a video game. It's called Animobile. It is part of the STEM curriculum for second graders. Cool. And she had a blast doing that. She got to do some of the voices. She got to see how you you know, video games are put together. She got to be part of the process, figure out how the um, avatar looks. It actually looks quite like it looks just like her. So it was wow. it was nice because it really gave her something else to focus on yeah, and also yeah. gave her something that she might be able to do in the future as well. Uh, you know, she's as a never, profession, you mean, right, or as a exactly. career? Exactly. Okay, so yeah. for her to sit down in front of the computer, I think, would be a great profession for her. And that just gave her an opportunity to be exposed to something like that. So Make-A-Wish was fantastic for her. Oh, and when was that? That uh, started maybe about two and a half years ago and finished off about a year ago. So it was, it was a long process. Wow, so we okay. had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, wow. I bet. I bet. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Anne, for our, for that very personal look inside your family. We appreciate your candor. Um, actually, Anne is going to stick around for our next guest because she has some personal experience with them. Um, we know that knowledge is power, and this is especially true for parents who want to be effective advocates for their children with disabilities. According to a PACER survey, uh, PACER is a parent and information center funded by the U.S. Department of Education. What do parents feel is one of the biggest concerns they have for their children with disabilities? We're going to talk about that in a moment when we return. You're listening to EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to the EIG Community Connection. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm your host. So we asked you, what is one of the biggest concerns parents have for their children with disabilities? Well, the answer is really not contrary to what we've been talking about here all morning, and that is advocacy, knowing and understanding the different resources that are available. 
So, Anne, I know we didn't get a chance in the last segment to talk about the special interest group better than ordinary, but can you elaborate on that and how that will fill a void of, of providing resources? Well, as I was going through the journey and continue to go through the journey with Abby, my biggest heartburn probably is what's just to know what's out there in the in the community. Mm-hmm. I don't know what resources are out there, and I'm constantly trying to see what could be out there to help Abby. And a lot of times what I find is people will tell me about a resource, and I'm like, that would have been great two years ago. Okay. So what I want to do is start this Better Than Ordinary group. It's for parents with special need children everywhere from newborn to, you know, if they're 60 years old. It really is a resource to understand what's out there, to see what works, and to also share wisdom. Because a lot of parents out there like me have been through the ringer, and they know a lot and want to share. Oh, yeah. It's great to tap into that, right? Exactly. And so what we're going to do is it's going to be on Tuesdays. Our next one is February 13th. It's at 530 at the Ellen Becker office in Pewaukee. Feel free to bring your children But really, it's just a great way to come together as a community, find out what resources are out there, and just give your child everything you possibly can give them, especially when you're trying to be an advocate for them. Great. And actually, the the listeners can call our office at 262-691-3200. You can either ask to speak to Ann or uh, Pam, who is uh, at the front desk. She can take that information and and make sure that you get on our list. So hope to see you uh, there. Yeah. Awesome things coming up. My next guest is going to shed some light further on this topic of resources. Uh, I have with me this morning Mary Till, and she is the Program Director of Life Navigators, which is located right here in Tosa. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. We talk about how important it is to have resources. We've been talking about that all morning now. And you shared with me how Life Navigators stepped in for an older gentleman at a time when he really needed some help. Can you share that story with us? Sure. Um, We'll call him Bob. Bob uh, lived with his sister for many years. It was just the two of them. Um, His parents had passed away before he reached 18, so his sister was a little bit older and took care of him through um, his teens and his 20s and his 30s and 40s. And um, both he and his sister were in their 50s when, sadly, one morning he woke up and uh, discovered she had passed away. Mm. And so Mm. when the first responders came, they recognized quickly that Bob... Uh, while he's very independent, did need a little extra assistance, and um, Bob was connected to Life Navigators. And so we were initially able to step in in uh, a crisis mode um, to come in and learn about Bob, find out just how independent he was. Um, Did he know how to take his medications? Could he get to the grocery store? Did he even, um, could he cook? Could he prepare meals? Things like that. Was he connected to Life Navigators before? He was not. Okay, okay. So he knew that that was a resource and you were able to step in. Okay. Yep. Other, the people responding knew of Life Navigators. So they connected him to us. Um, And so we were able to work with him pretty quickly to, to make sure that he was connected to all those different resources and things that could help him, that uh, could help him manage his health care, um, help him have access to the grocery store and different things like that. And help him through the grief that he's experiencing, right? Exactly. I mean, did he, did he have any family members that he could stay with or, or be with or to help him through this transition period of losing his main caregiver, really, right? Right. Really his main person in his life. He, there are no other family members. Mm. Um, there was a friend of his sister who did step in a little bit. Um, and provide a little bit of that support. But we even, um, 
took the extra step of helping him uh, figure out how to plan his sister's funeral mm-hmm. and okay. helped him uh, kind of supported him through that whole time in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we were able to work through that, then we started looking at the bigger picture and was his living environment safe. Um, and okay, so we, we helped him transition to the next phase of now what does he do when his sister is gone? Well, it's, it's uh, wonderful that you were able to be there for him when he needed you most, uh, and I'm sure that's an ongoing process. But that show, that story just really shows us that uh, there are just a bunch of different things that a uh, person with special needs needs at, at particular times in their life. And so kind of touches on the different areas that life navigators can provide help, right? Um, can you start by telling us some details about life navigators, how the organization came about? Sure. So Life Navigators was founded back in 1949 by a group of parents who had kids with with disabilities, and they wanted to advocate for better services and um, better educational opportunities for their kids, which back then was really pretty groundbreaking. Um, And our agency, although we've gone through several name changes, um, we've maintained that piece of uh, advocacy is really the, the common theme, I think, throughout all the, the years of our agency that mm-hmm. we want to connect people to resources, make sure that they are living lives um, inclusive in the community and living life to the fullest. Hmm. Um, well, speaking about uh, uh, w- the story that you were sharing, some of the specific services and activities that you offered, you, you shed some light on that through your story, but um, or through the Bob story, I should say. Um, are there any specific services and activities that you want to talk about that, that Life Navigators offers? Sure. Um, probably the main way most people get connected to Life Navigators is through our uh, information and assistance line. Our regular business line, 414-774-6255, um, is a helpline. So you can call with any uh, question. If we don't know the answer, we'll find it for you, point you in the right direction. We also have self-advocacy and independence uh, program that uh, gets people out in the community. We do monthly activities. Um, so if you wanted to get on our mailing list, you could do that. You could go to our website at lifenavigators.org. Um, yeah, there's a lot of resources out there. I was visiting the site, and you've got events that are going on. You have volunteer opportunities. There's lots of information on the website. Obviously, we're not going to be able to cover everything on the radio show, but just knowing that it's a great resource is is, is a great thing. Um, and we'll have an opportunity in the next segment to talk a little bit more about that. But uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about planning strategies. And so here's my question. What do you think is the best way for families to start planning for the financial needs of a loved one with a disability? We're going to share a little bit more about that in just a moment. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to the EIG Community Connection. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach for Ellen Becker Investment Group. And I'm sitting here chatting with Mary Till, who is the Program Manager for Life Navigators, and our own Ann Mank, who is a Wealth Advisor at EIG. Before the break, I asked what you think is the best way for families to start planning for the financial needs of a loved one with a disability. Ann, you want to answer that question for us? For me, it really is... You plan early and you plan often. And Mary's story in regards to Bob really hit home for me because that probably is one of my biggest fears is what 
would happen to Abby if something would happen to myself and or my husband? Mm -hmm. Who would take care of her? How would she provide for herself? Who would look at her not at off look after her now and who would look after her when she gets a little bit older? And that's originally what drew me to Life Navigators is that they have a lot of those resources that can really settle the mind, put the plan in place, and they are all about planning and a lot of their resources show that. Okay, how about you, Mary? Would you add anything to that? Definitely. Um, I think Bob's story really highlights exactly uh, what Ann said, what happens when you don't plan. And so Life Navigators would really like to help families uh, come up with a plan early um, and then review that plan throughout, really, the lifespan through the families um, as they progress through the different stages. So through our family support program, we can help families um, look at their overall plan, make sure they're connected to resources, make sure they have an emergency plan, make sure that they've done financial planning, such as a special needs trust, um, that they've looked into guardianship if that's appropriate, that they have a backup guardian or what's called a standby guardian um, in line, all those different things that help um, give families that peace of mind that those pieces are taken care of, that their loved one will be taken care of and will be um, their quality of life will continue even if they're not there with them. And Anne, don't you provide, you're, you're able to step in and provide some services along that, along those lines, right? Yes. And so it, we can really work hand in hand with life navigators because... And that's that whole collaborative piece, yep. right? Yeah. We offer the resources. We can also offer some of the planning associated with it. It's hard to find someone who has not only experience, but also offer the resources when it comes to special needs planning. A lot of people might not understand that individuals receive government benefits that could go away if the wrong financial plan is put in place. Mm -hmm. Or they just assume that your sibling is going to take care of the special needs child when they aren't ready for what they're taking on. And so sometimes, once again, plan early, plan off, and include everyone that is part of that plan as well. So that should be a financial advisor. That should be an attorney. That should be someone like a resource like Life Navigators to help you through that journey because it's confusing and there's a lot out there. But if you have the right resources in place, we can hold your hand through that. And isn't Life Navigators going to be uh, uh, one of the people that you have on your uh, better than ordinary special interest group? Aren't they participating at some point? Yes, they will be our presenters for this Tuesday, February 13th meeting. They'll talk more about their organization. They'll also talk about how they might complement any plans that you have in place. And we can go a little bit um, further, too, on some of the resources that they can offer when it comes to transitioning individuals from being under the care of your, your parent to now being out there as an independent individual and how do you integrate that and how do you make sure they're still taken care of mm, yeah lots lots of information and really important stuff I mean it's not something that that should be put off uh, again visiting your website there are so many things out there the life navigators website you have events that you list uh, that uh, coffee connections the journey forward you have fundraising efforts like a golf outing but a lot of volunteer opportunities and we like to always share with our listeners uh, volunteer opportunities um, did you want to elaborate a little bit on those 
uh, you know, the social and, and community outings, the emergency need items, the administrative help that you could that you could use? Uh, certainly. Um, so as as you mentioned on our website, lifenavigators.org, all these things are listed. So if you want more information, you can take a peek at those. But our self-advocacy and independence program, like I said, there's monthly outings, activities. We have game nights, um, just fun activities for people to get involved in and get to know us. Um, we do have an emergency supply drive called Soaps and Suds um, that people are welcome to donate to. Um, and then we are able to bring those needed items out into the community to people that um, can benefit from them. We also have uh, many volunteer opportunities to anybody that wants to help out with anything, donation opportunities. Um, you have something, um, I'm thinking about opportunities where businesses come together. It's a great team building uh, activity to do. And I know there's something called a friends group where groups of professionals come in and they, they help to improve the lives of, of uh, the people that you're working with. Is, is that something that people would just call the life navigators to, to get on the list or... Yes, they could call. Um, they could call Amanda at our office at four one four seven seven four six two five five. The friends group in particular, it's a group of young professionals uh, of varying backgrounds that come together and um, multiple times a year donate their time and their efforts to do uh, great things and and help our consumers. Wow, there's there's certainly many many different opportunities for you volunteers out there that are looking for something to. Uh, to some way to help out. If your passion is working with special needs uh, children or adults, then certainly reach out to Life Navigators. You can certainly reach out to Anne, uh, Anne Mink, and uh, and we'd be happy to share those resources. So I want to thank my guests today. We had Billy Bondi, the mental health therapist. We had Anne Mink, who is a wealth advisor at EIG, and Mary Till, who is the program manager at Life Navigators. And as always, we really hope that you found today's show helpful and informative. If you'd like further information about either the people or the organizations we talked to today, you can contact me. Uh, or if you'd like to talk to us about our education center to use that in some capacity, you can reach out to me uh, e- through email at jill at ellenbecker.com. You can reach out to Anne at Anne with an E yes. at ellenbecker.com <laughs> or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. I also encourage you to tune into our Money Sense radio show, which airs on Saturdays and Sundays, or you can visit our website, ellenbecker.com, because these shows become podcasts, uh, both the shows, the Money Sense and our show, and you can get more information about Ellen Becker and find out what's going on. Again, thank you to my guests today. Join us again in two weeks as other inspiring guests share information about their passions and how they're making a difference. Hopefully, this will inspire you to think of ways you can make a difference in the life of someone else. Until then, remember, give a blessing and be a blessing.